0: I have some um, friends that have parents that when they were growing up, you know, said that you need to be a doctor because, you know, we want you to be a doctor. Not necessarily, you know, what do you like doing? What do you think you're gifted at? Um, What makes you happy? No, you're supposed to be a doctor. So (laughs) here are the courses. and, And then when they fail at it, you know, you're a failure. It's that kind of shallow way of looking at life is what's resulted in people kind of pretty much wasting time, wasting years going down
1: a path that they otherwise shouldn't have gone. You're listening to the sound of my voice. Finding Your Calling. And today I have a very special guest. We're going to be talking about what is the calling on your life? What is God's calling on your life? How can you make a difference? Today I have my guest, Jason Levy. Pastor Jason Levy was born in the sunny island of Jamaica migrated to Toronto, Canada at the age of 10. Many years later, he earned a Bachelor of Arts in Religion degree while doing his undergraduate program. He started his first student-led street ministry on campus. This was also the place where he met the love of his life and his better half, Margot. He then began full-time ministry at the Ontario Conference, first as a Bible instructor for the Toronto East SDA Church, then as an assistant pastor at the Scarborough SDA Church, and chaplain of the Crawford Adventist Academy East. In 2013, he completed his seminary studies at Andrews University and served at the College Park SDA Church. He now pastors at the Agape SDA Church. God has blessed him with a virtuous wife, Margot, who provides direction and clarity to his ministry. Alrighty, Jason. So today, as you know, we are talking about finding your calling. And on this show, look at something, take it apart, dissect it, and rebuild it back together so people can understand. And especially in the time that we're in right now, everything going on with the coronavirus, we're talking about like racism, dividing of families and everything like that. But in the midst of all this chaos, there is a calling for a lot of people. There's a calling for them to do something. It sounds right? like a sermon, man. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Calling in in the midst of the chaos. Calling in the midst of the chaos. All right, all right. Right.
1: Many are called, but few are chosen. What does it mean to be called? Wow. That's a, that's a loaded one, man. That's a loaded one. It comes from
0: the the passage in Matthew 22. I think that's verse 14, but it deals with uh, the parable of the the great banquet. Uh, many of us, you know, if we read that, that passage knows the story, but at the end of the day, the individuals that were initially invited were not, they didn't show up. The King was disgruntled and basically got folk from the highways and byways to come and be a part of this banquet. At the end of it, you had individuals that weren't initially invited participate, but then all of a sudden someone kind of showed up like a party crasher just kind of showed up because you know maybe they thought they could kind of skirt the rules or whatever and get in when that person got in they were tossed it says that this individual because they didn't have the proper attire right for the wedding banquet had to be cast into utter darkness where there's like gnashing of teeth and you know that description yeah and then it says but many are called but few are chosen Mm. so that passage i think kind of speaks to individuals who want to skirt the process Mm. right god has a plan and a purpose for you but if you you think you can shortchange it by by taking the easy route by doing your own thing and then no. expecting the blessing and expecting the same mm. treatment god is uh, ah, hold on hold on hold your role now there's a process to this mm. so I, I found that passage very interesting to kind of examine uh, as it relates to one's purpose because oftentimes it's a matter of kind of stepping back and looking at the lay of the land and where it is god wants you to to be and taking that humble approach allows him to to use you and to fulfill that purpose because ultimately we were designed by him and Mm. i find that when individuals kind of rush the process so they they like this Mm -hmm. so they they want to do that and god may not have gifted you to do that but you're going to push through anyhow yeah i'm gonna show up anyhow i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do anyhow it's so funny because i find Mm. that um as a society we we kind of marry purpose with with resources if if you're if you're able to do this Mm -hmm. then that makes it my purpose because i can now generate an income with it or i can be Mm. popular or have a lot of followers because of it Mm -hmm. and sometimes we we marry the two when that really isn't what god's purpose is for us at all right absolutely so so we define purpose and popularity as 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 synonyms or purpose and prosperity as synonyms. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, no, purpose is not simply just having means and being popular. Mm. Purpose is really kind of walk lockstep with God's will. And when that happens, mm. then we achieve sustainable joy, right? So, so you can start down that road and become popular and, and, and have all the followers and have all the money, but eventually there's going to be something that's left unfulfilled in your life. As things tend to fall off track and the, wheels fall off the wagon and things start falling apart in your life and all of a sudden you find yourself where did everything go that wasn't your purpose man
1: what is the signs to look out to know that it's your true calling
0: i think i'm kind of going ahead of these questions you know because i think uh, <laughs> the previous <laughs> the previous uh, basically uh, yeah. um not doing what is um convenient right not not going down the road that you're being kind of pushed down mm-hmm. I, I have some um friends that have parents that when they were growing up you know said that you need to be a doctor because you know you want you to be a doctor not necessarily you know what do you like doing what do you think you're gifted at um, what makes you happy yeah no you're supposed to be a doctor so <laughs> here are the courses and, and then when they fail at it you know you're a failure it's that kind of shallow way of looking at life is what's resulted in people kind of pretty much wasting time wasting years going down a path that they otherwise shouldn't have gone and yeah. I find that we we have to just be intentional and humble as i said before to step back and say lord what do you want me to do what the world wants me to do i know what the world values but what do you want me to do and it may not involve getting a bunch of money but it will ultimately result in me finding my niche yeah. and my purpose and my calling what was your life before
1: your calling what was jason like before he was known as the person as many know today
0: oh so this is a long journey but i'll, I'll summarize it and mm-hmm give you the uh, the cliffs version i was an introverted individual who liked to socialize to a certain extent but also i like to have you know time to myself but i was always thinking about a lot of things you Mm. know and asking a lot of questions Mm. in terms of why people did what they did as it relates to how they treat me or how they treat somebody else i would Mm. i would always look out for whatever reason even from childhood you know, if someone was being beat up, bullied or whatever, I'd try to jump in and, you know, I guess the whole like superhero complex mm. um, needing to save people. But I mean, at the same time, you know, I'd, I'd still, you know, you have your own faults and your own issues. But fast forward to my teenage years, I got to a point where, yes, I, w- I was attending church. I would go to church. Mm. but my heart wasn't there. I was pretty much thinking about parties, thinking about clubbing, thinking about f- hanging out with friends and and doing whatever. Essentially, that that was my life. And then I found when I was at Toronto East, they started this like youth drama group and it wasn't like a church initiative. It's a bunch of people that just got together and said, let's, um, let's just start a drama group. And I was like, uh, okay. And because I kind of, I knew them and they invited me. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check this thing out and see, you know, see what it's all about. sounded interesting. Everything else was boring. And Mm -hmm. so I went to the first drama rehearsal. All they did was talk about Jesus and pray. And I'm like, yo, I thought we're here to do drama. Why why y'all just just praying and. And, and testifying and stuff. And I went home. Now, at the time, Toronto East was like by Pape and Danforth and yeah. I was living in Ajax. So I had to, you know, my parents weren't driving me down. So I had to hop on the, um, the GO train and then mm-hmm. the RT and then the subway to Pape and stuff. So it was like an hour journey to and an hour journey from church. But I found myself coming every Friday. And even though we wouldn't spend as much time doing drama, but we'd be basically like a lot of times talking about the word and, and praying and stuff. I found myself oddly drawn to that experience and eventually we got around to kind of doing plays and stuff and it was really powerful. But I felt that that was, I guess that was the the moment when I felt that, you know, my calling was in some way or form to minister to somebody else. And, uh, we sometimes do like these mimes, like, like, like we just wouldn't say anything, but we'd be just acting out scenes of individuals that were abused and who found hope in christ and stuff and it was it was powerful it was powerful and that was that just kind of started me on the road basically finding christ and and
1: finding my calling finding your calling what was like the aha where you said to yourself i'm like okay this is what i'm called to do what was that point and then how like how did you make that decision i don't know a, a bit of I don't know youth i guess not being afraid of anything like it, mm. you got
0: to a place where you were studying like i was working as like a supply like kindergarten teacher like i would so they had these uh, early childhood educators that mm. were assigned to classes and i was like one of their assistants and i was a part of this this um i guess it's like school board where they call you when to to do this and for whatever reason i wasn't being called in as much but that was a time when i was the most thirsty for the word and i was mm. i would spend like eight hours just reading the bible and reflecting on the word and this is the same time i was doing the drama as well and so i had all this time and i i invested all this time in in learning about jesus and and basically getting to know him through his word and it got to a point where it's like you know i, I want to share this but no one was asking me to preach at their church or come do a bible study mm-hmm. at some venue or whatever no it's just, i just had all this stuff in my head i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go downtown and hand out tracks and probably say something so i went downtown had some tracks with me and i started talking to people and i'm saying you know what i could probably reach more individuals if i just talk louder mm-hmm. and so i started to talk louder and eventually started preaching on the roadside at young and dundas and young and Lore. sometimes people would say what do you do other times people would stop and listen and I did that for the better part of a year and a half every Tuesday and every Thursday I'd find myself down there and eventually uh I think the church the same friends they had like Mm. a party for me like a birthday party at the church and they gave me like a karaoke box and I'm like all right be good then nice So I took the karaoke box downtown and started preaching and folk would listen and people would come I guess eventually they changed the bylaws in the city saying that you can't amplify your voice on the roadside without like a permit or something. So the police kind of took it away. Well, they didn't take it away, but they asked me to stop. And um, I said, all right, no, no worries. And mm-hmm. I just started preaching again. And we started doing things like other individuals started um, being a part of the group and we would kind of go when it was cold in the subways. And we would start at like, uh, like two of us would go into a, a subway car and then we'd go on opposite sides and uh, we'd start singing. And everyone's like, oh, that's nice, that's nice. They're singing some songs, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the people would stop singing and I'd start preaching. And, um, you know, folk would listen, others would get mad. Mm -hmm. in the emergency like brake thing on the subway Mm -hmm. and the security pull us off. And uh, we jumped in another subway car later on. And that was kind of, as I said before, there's a lot of youth involved in terms of not being afraid of um, what people would um, would say. But Mm -hmm. I found that at that point in time that, you know, this is something that I can do and I want to do for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life. I want to share the gospel full time. I want to do this. And and so the mechanism for that was um, was going to school, get in the getting some more training. And uh, now I'm a pastor. How can someone find out what their calling is? Man, I'm just gonna point you to the word. Understanding who God is, allows you to position yourself to find who you are and what you should be doing with your life. Mm. And so start with God, Mm. start with getting to know him through Bible study. Mm. I know we have like devotionals and these things that that we consume, but start by like reading the Bible because the Bible reveals the character of God. Once we start to understand who God is and we establish that relationship, mm. it is easier for us to discover who we are in God. As he rightly said, it's, yeah. it's not to our, not about our glory. It's about mm. bringing the glory to him. Yeah. There are several ways that God communicates to us and God is always, always talking to us, um, whether it be through general revelation like nature mm. or more specifically through through individuals and through his word. But I find that in in, in discovering your, your, your relationship or, or in working on your relationship with God, you'll find out how God talks to you. Because some people, you know, God speaks to them through dreams, right? They'll have a weird, dream and it's like they find what God is communicating to them. And they can actually tell you, you know what? I'd had this dream about you and X, Y, and Z. And then a few days down the road, the exact same thing happens. So God speaks to individuals differently. He speaks to me through circumstances. So my antennas are always up. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm about to make this decision. You know how we roll, you know how we communicate. Mm-hmm. show me mm-hmm. I'm listening and he shows me every single time he shows me if I don't get the information it's because I decided to close my ears and my eyes to what he is saying and showing me I, I think it's a, a process that we have to go it's not a simple thing that you know there's a 10 step way of discovering you know how God is speaking to you it's, 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 it's getting to know him and I always want to point people to the word of God and to specific passages that will show and reveal God's desire for us because God loves us more than we love ourselves or our parents loves us I mean he loves us more than 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 anyone Mm -hmm. right and so he his he wants us to succeed he wants us to find that path Mm -hmm. and he's doing everything in his power to make sure that we see it so if it's uh through circumstances like myself if it's through like an audible voice like like samuel Mm -hmm. it's through visions like daniel and john or it's through people right sometimes it's god puts people in your life to say x y and z and you know that they're they're instruments of god because you can see in their lives you can see their relationship with god so a lot of times god uses people as well so there there are several ways it's just us being humble enough to say god okay i'm I'm hearing now I'm, i'm hearing what you're saying
1: You heard it right here, folks. I want to say a very a special thank you to Pastor Jason Levy. You can get a hold of him by email, at gmail.com. Thank you so much, listeners. My name is D'Angelo Valentine. If you want to learn a little bit more about myself outside of Unplugged, you can follow me on Instagram, d.aftrdrk. That's D after dark. Or if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The channel name is After Dark, A-F-T-R-D-R-K. Thank you so much for listening. My name is D'Angelo Valentine. Thanks for listening to Unplugged. Peace.